Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome into another episode, Conduits of Trouble, Zolgad and Scoggins, always causing trouble. Chipper, we are always causing trouble. We are causing trouble. A little older now than we used to be, but we're still causing trouble. All right, let's start with the uh, Minnesota Vikings. I'm going to tell you my feeling I've got about Sunday's game against the Chargers, and I'm curious if you agree, think I'm crazy. You know, the Vikings have some disappointing losses this year, but they're not, I wouldn't, the Packers loss was tough, but it wasn't a letdown loss. They got way behind. Yeah. You know, the Chiefs loss, disappointing. Seahawks loss, they're disappointing. Good teams, though. This Chargers game scares me. This feels like, and it shouldn't be, but it feels like the type of game that the Vikings have struggled in too many times. Yeah, but Phillip Rivers is a statue back there, and he's thrown a lot of interceptions, and so... I feel like this is one where they're going to have a lot of turnovers. Okay. And it's not a night game. They got flexed out to a day game. So that. Thank God. That, yeah, uh, for the writers involved, you're not on deadline, which is good. Well, and for viewers, this was, this was not worthy of a prime no, game. No, no. So, I don't know. I, I, I guess I just have, I just don't think the Chargers are a good team. Mm-hmm. So, and I think as bad as. That Detroit game was, yep. I don't draw a whole lot of conclusions from the offense really kind of sputtering in the second half. I, I just, that was such a weird game. It's like one of the worst NFL games I think I've watched in terms of just in, entertainment. And oh, it was painful. Yeah. Um, I'm with you. So I, I, I think they go there and, and win decisively because I think this team understands and Hey, they've got to run the table here mm-hmm. to not only just get in the playoffs, but at least give themselves a shot to win a division. I, man, I, I think Green Bay is still living a lie. I, it, I, there's part of me thinks they. I think the Vikings beat them here, but I think they may have another loss in them before then too. Or Bears on Sunday, you think? Maybe at Lambeau. Yeah, because then they they finish with decide. the Lions. I don't think they'll lose to Lions. I can't decide. Don't they on finish the, with the Lions? Yeah, Lions. Yeah, yeah. But, and I can't decide on the Bears because the Bears are a weird team to me right now. I don't believe in Trubisky, but but we saw a Detroit team on Sunday that is clearly, I think, quit. Yes. Now, they're playing their third-string quarterback, so I get it's not easy. But defensively, and Matt Patricia is a defensive guy, yeah. they looked, to me, yeah, they're not disinterested. Yeah. I don't think the Bears have quit on Nagy. No. At all. I think their defense is still good. So do I. And So I can't decide on the Bears for, for the Packer game or the last game here what version of Chicago we're going to see. Yeah, and particularly, like, I have no idea the Cowboys. I mean, what? Yeah, I know. So are the Bears playing better or are they just playing bad teams? 
Then it, yeah, true. Detroit, so you're right. So maybe, but they're also, you know, do what they're supposed to do. So maybe they is that game at Lambeau Sunday at Lambeau Field. Is Chicago going to, going to go in there and win? Uh, maybe I, you know if, if it's an ugly game. That's I don't what the weather's that's, like. That's you know, what I can't yeah. decide. Yeah. But so I don't think I think the Vikings go out there and win decisively. I think they I think they run the table, finish twelve and four, and whether the Packers lose once more or twice more is going to determine if you go on the road or do you get a you know at least they'd get one home game, right? Um, the Vikings, yeah. If they win it, if they one. win the division, get they get the wild card round, right? Yeah. At home, then and then you have to go on the road. And yeah, and that's the only way. And I could see them if if they play game one at home. I could easily win see it. them yeah. winning that game. If they go to Green Bay for game one, I could see them. I, could see, I but, think Green Bay is going to be an early out. I do. But here's what I can't I can't get my head around the Vikings making a sustained run on the road. No, in the playoffs. But if they go to Green Bay, if they played Green Bay in Green Bay in round one, I think they're probably what three point underdogs in that game. Probably just because it's. But if they home win, field. yeah, I'm not surprised. But as of today, the Vikings would actually go play the Saints Orleans, in the Superdome, right, yeah. and I don't love the Saints team, but the Superdome's a different. Well, here's the animal. thing, John. Let's say. Obviously, if they had home field throughout, they'd be a better team. But if you said the Vikings could play home games against the playoff field, would you pick them to win every game? <coughs> um, close. Yes, I would. I think I probably would, too. Yes, I probably I think would. they're that that much of a different team at home. Oh, no question. No question. Well, you bring San Francisco here. Mm-hmm. Garoppolo, I have no idea what happens. At least it would be a – at least you would probably say it's a pick them between, yes. between Seahawks and – well, any of them. Yes. But if you if you say, okay, Vikings have to go to San Francisco, they have to go to Seattle, no. they have to go to New Orleans, I don't think I would pick them to win. If you give me Russell Wilson here, I still like him a lot, but I think you can win that game if you're the Vikings. Sure. If you give the Vikings, going back to Seattle, play them again on the road, I think that's incredibly tough. And But these last three games, I'm really curious about, because one, Sunday feels a little bit odd. A little mm-hmm. bit odd. Yeah. Odd. Green Bay, I'm with you. I think the Vikings win. But what I'm really curious about now is what do you get from Chicago? Because if Khalil Mack comes in and says, I'm playing hard, yeah. then that defense has to play hard, and that defense is good. Yeah. You're talking about the last game? I'm yeah. talking about the last game. Well, that, that could be. I just think there's going to be a lot of fun. And, and by the way, we are owed that after, as you said, watching Sunday's game. Sure. Yeah, we're entertainment value. The It's got to be, you know. A million times better than what we saw. But, yeah, that's – and I think all these teams, it's going to be a race to the finish because everybody wants that home field advantage. And it's, I don't yep. think it's going to be cleared up till last week on on who's the number one team, the number one seed, and all that. Because there's not that one – you know, like on the AFC side, I think Baltimore is the best team. They might be the best team in football, most mm-hmm. com, you know, most well-rounded. I don't – it seems like every NFC playoff team – is flawed in some way. Most definitely. And here here's the the thing too about the race in the uh in this conference. They might not make the playoffs, but as far as I can tell, here come the Rams. Yeah. Three weeks ago They're I was starting done to figure with it them. out. Yeah. Three weeks ago that Baltimore and I know Baltimore's really good, but that debacle at the Coliseum mm-hmm. against the Ravens, I said these guys are a mess. They're not coming back. And now they're playing pretty well again. Yeah. And so if they can get get in, the only thing or the one thing that really bothers me, and it should be addressed, and and they won't do it, 
But, Chip, the fact that the NFC East is going to be. I know. Well, A, represented, but B, get a home, get a home game. game. Yeah. Which is what. And here's what I don't get. That's so fixable. I could see the league saying, if you're a division champion, we want you in the playoffs. But how can you not say, let's tweak this so if you are 500 or below, yeah. you don't get a home game? You don't game. get a home game. Yeah, you take your best. Your top. Is that not a hard? Yeah, you or take, is that a tough fix? No, it should be you can recede at the end of the, you know, at the end of the regular season. Absolutely. Just say, yeah, if you're 8-8 if you're eight and eight or 7-9 and nine or what, you should not be getting a home playoff game because that's just, you know. You should not be rewarded for a mediocre Chip, season. Philadelphia is tied for the division lead with Dallas, and yeah. Dallas is the joke, but Philadelphia yeah. might be a bigger joke. Mm-hmm. So they should not get – although, if you had to go play them there, you wouldn't, you'd you'd feel pretty darn confident if you're the team that goes plays them. Right, but let's say it's the Vikings. Uh, and if You still shouldn't have to play a home game. You should be here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So You've done nothing that screams that – if you're the Vikings and a wild card – You've done nothing that screams that the NFC East champion should be playing a mm-hmm. home game and you have to travel. What do you think it would take for them to change that? Uh, I saw an ESPN story on Sunday morning saying the league isn't even considering it, saying it's a media and fan thing, and we and they don't even I, – I have no idea. Do they think it happened – how often does that happen, though, that you have like an eight – It happened like seven. 10 years ago in the NFC yeah. West. Does it happen enough to warrant hey, – Sure. Really... It's, a re, it's an easy receipt. I think they should, but because they also have bigger issues. And <laughs> well, here, here's where I could see the problem. If if you said to me, and you could make this case, but if you said to me, if a division champion is below 500, they shouldn't be in the playoffs. That's going to cause you some problems because sure. you've got divisions. But if we're just talking about what you know, once every ten years, mm-hmm. a seven and nine team wins a division. I'm not even saying. I mean, personally, I'd like Kick them out. out. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not saying that. But the home game thing is an easy seating thing. Yeah, yeah, I think you could do that. Not and who's going to complain about? I'm it? I'm not sure that'd be. A I ton won about. my division seven and nine. Yeah, well, that yeah, that's the thing. Is like if you're complaining about when you're seven and nine, it's like, do you really deserve it? You know. So mm-hmm. I think it'd be easy. But like I said, I think between officiating and all the other stuff they have going on, I'm sure Goodell's like we got bigger issues. You know. Issues sure, I'm just with. I'm offering easy fixes. Yeah, to problems. They don't do anything easy fixes. They make oh, things more complicated. Sports. That's how sports are, man. <laughs> that's know. how sports are. So if the Vikings are going to, for the sake of this conversation, let's say the Vikings are going to win the division, which means let's say the Packers lose to the Bears mm-hmm. and the Vikings, which could happen. Yeah. What do you think are the absolute key things that the Vikings have to do to to go 3-0 and in this next stretch? Well, I think getting Thielen back helps. Um, and, you know, offense hasn't been their issue, but, um, but getting him back is going to make that offense really hard to defend. Yep. I think they have to continue to use that rotation with their corners mm-hmm. to get the right matchups, get guys fresh. Um, and it's hard to, you know, did it work Sunday? Well, you're going against David Blau, so anything was going to work. But I, I like the idea that they're doing We talked about last week that you can't just sit still. And I'm with you completely. Matches. So at least they're trying something. The idea was good. Yeah. Um, and then I just – whether it's the pass rush or that, the defense has to be better. And it's, like it's, again, you can't really draw conclusions from Sunday, but it has to be, I think offensively they're going to score points because I think their Cousins on a roll, Dalvin's obviously healthy. That was probably the best thing that came out of that, that he's fine or healthy enough. Um, Dillon practiced today. This is Wednesday, so maybe he's on track to play Sunday. So I think the offense is going to score a lot of points. It's just whether the defense can 
you know, figure out what, what ails him. I think the other thing, too, is beyond the idea, which I liked as well, of the cornerback rotation, I also think we need to pivot to the fact that you need Mike Hughes to emerge here. Yeah. Not as a I'm not as a great shutdown corner yet, but he's a first round pick. Now he, he tore his ACL up last year in his mm-hmm. rookie year, but that's now more than a year ago. And you know, Holton Hill, for all of us who are like, Holton Hill should play more, he's just not going to. Well clearly they don't trust Zimmer, him. They don't trust him. Yeah, yeah, which you know, okay, okay, I can sort of see that. But beyond this whole thing of well, let's have a rotation of Rhodes plays here and and Hughes play and Holt and Holton Hill plays here. I think this needs to also come down to the comfort of saying, you know what, Mike Hughes is pretty damn good. Yeah, you know what's funny? And he can run. I mean, and obviously Dallas picked on him. Sure. But he also has quite a few pass breakups. I mean, first series that he was in, second series of the game, he, he has that pass breakup on third down. And so and we've seen that. I mean, he's seems like he's always in deep, not always, but he's in good position most of the time. Um, I agree. I mean, obviously he had a tough night at, at Dallas, but – I think he has the talent. I mean, you see it there. So I like the fact that they're giving him more, more snaps and and limiting roads, and just. I mean, you got to put him in position where you trust him and just let him kind of learn and correct and get confidence and absolutely because you don't want to have to put him out there in a playoff game when he hasn't played a whole lot and mm-hmm. you're facing Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson and like, oh, I hope he can do it. No, you want him to give him these next three weeks to get, what, 35 snaps a game? At 20, least. Yeah. At least. You know, 30. Because he can turn. The, the thing I like about Hughes, too, Chipper, is he can continue to turn a corner. Mm-hmm. Like, Rhodes is Rhodes now. Yeah. This isn't going to change. Um, and so so he can play, but you're not going to suddenly in week 17 get this uptick of, oh, my gosh, he's yeah. back. You know, with Mike Hughes – you can watch him progress. Sure. And and that progression. And, you know, if he had been a year ago a fifth-round pick, I'd be like, yeah, that's probably a little bit too much. Yeah. His first-round pick. Well, yeah, and you have to get him You have to get him closer to a ceiling. Like, Xavier's hit a ceiling in his comeback, you know. Yep. There, you know what his ceiling is, and he's he's not not there. But we don't know what, what Mike Hughes' ceiling is. I mean, he looks pretty talented, looks pretty athletic. So mm-hmm. let him play and see how much uh, – you know, see how much growth he can do over here. Because you're going to need him, whether it's injuries or just, you know, whatever, in the playoffs, you're going to need him playing at a high level. And now Rhodes, of course, left Sunday's game against the yeah. Lions with, well, it looked like a leg, but they're calling it an ankle. Yeah. And Hughes left with, with the oblique. So the one thing we don't know for the Chargers game is what the status of those two guys. Sounds like, I just before we came on here, everybody except Madison was practicing today. So What's yeah, wrong with he, Alexander? I don't know. They didn't say we'll find out on the injury. But he could be limited, too. You, you never know what, you know. Uh, Xavier, you never know kind of how much he's going to do. But he was out there at least. What's your faith right now in Kirk Cousins? High. It's going to, I mean, it probably sounds weird, but the way he's playing and the and the way they're using him with the bootlegs and – um. Just a system. I have a lot of confidence in him right now. And can we please, and we probably don't talk about this enough now. We certainly talked about it when the move and the hiring was made. Gary Kubiak has done an unbelievable job. And Stefanski's done a very nice job, too. But, you know, as misguided and I, I think as mismanaged and handled at times 
as the Vikings offense and Cousins were in 2018, Chip. Yeah. The Kubiak hiring and the implementation of that scheme has been off the charts good. Sure. Off the charts good. What is their points per game this year versus last year? I mean, they're probably averaging, what, eight more points, seven more points a game? I have to look it up, but I'm sure it's, yeah, I'm sure it's substantially more. Yeah, and so... But you're right, but all the way... And that was Collar's point. Remember, he's like, if their defense takes a step back, their offense is not going to be able to score enough points to make up that gap. Right. I think they probably have. Yeah. I mean, in... Not saying college run, but he was, that was his point all offseason. It's like, how are they going to make that that jump to be one of the best teams where you have to score X number of points to be in that discussion? And they found a way because of this system and using Cousins in the right way. And, um, you know, I mean, Dalvin obviously becoming a dynamic player. So, yeah, I, I have a lot of – there's nothing in the last – what are they, 9-4 and four now? No. What's the record? Yeah, nine and four. I think so. Yeah, um, I'm getting old. I forget. Last in the last nine games, because yeah. Chicago was game four, right? Yep. Yes. There's been nothing in the last nine games nine that, four, yes. that would make you think or give you reason to be angry with Cousins, the way he's played the last nine weeks. Mm-hmm. I mean, starting with that Giants game, he looks different. He look and the system looks different and. Diggs is playing at a high level. I mean, the way he throws the deep balls to him. And I, I think getting Thielen back is going to, you know, it, their offense is going to score enough points, I think. Thielen coming back, I, I agree completely with you. And him not only coming back, but actually being a threat. So let's say that that means that he comes back and he's playing at 85%. Yeah. Um, him coming back is so important because that does give you then, potentially, going into the playoffs – a dynamic that in those games I think you need. Yeah, and, you know, the thing is, is like we've seen Irv Smith uh, emerge. B.C. Johnson, he's a nice player. Late-round wide receiver, I Chipper. I mean, it is. I mean, you can find him. He's he's a good player. Yeah. And so I'm not saying you're going to count him in the playoffs. You know but, why? Because he can run routes. Yep. He can and run he's where he's supposed to be. He can run routes, and he certain that, guy that catch he made you. you. Certain guy from Tennessee, was first round pick, <laughs> couldn't be where he's supposed to be. That's right, and it, I mean the catch the other day, touchdown catch. That's a heck of a t- grab, you know, yes. back at the end. So, um, you never want to see a guy get hurt, but it, the silver lining is you've seen him emerge. They they're trusting Irv Smith. More. I think the Irv Smith one is incredibly important. He is fast. I mean, is, it's it's that's it's, a good pick. Yeah, it's Rick a had a, you know what Rick for all, all we criticize Rick about different things. You look at some of those drafts, mm-hmm. and I'm talking second round on. Mm-hmm. There have been some nice drafts. Now, I am not a huge fan of constantly do- doing what he did in April, which is trading down, trading down, trading yeah. down. But Irv Smith looks like a really good player. Madison's a really good player. Yeah. That was a that was a and hell of a draft pick. I think Bradbury's going to prove to be, for this system, yeah. he's going to be what they want. Yeah, but I, I think that the But biggest, the later round guys you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, but I think the biggest thing, uh, to your point, on Thielen missing time is – the ability that that gave them to use Irv Smith mm-hmm. and for Irv Smith to prove he belongs out there. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, Kyle Rudolph's had a good year. If you throw it to Kyle, he's going to catch it. Yeah. He's not going to really run with it too much. He's going to lumber around, but he can catch but it. But he can catch it. And he can he... catch it. In, and this this conversation goes back how long, Chipper, on Kyle, which is if you throw it to him in the red zone especially, he's either going to catch it or probably break it up. Yeah. And that's what you want. Doesn't mean that you're going to get a lot of yak from him, but who gives a damn? Yeah, if you're in a red zone, he's going to catch the ball. Yeah. But yeah. no, the Irv Smith thing to me is a huge corner turn, too, because 
Kyle Kyle is a tight end who can catch the ball and rumble a little bit. Mm-hmm. But Irv Smith goes now to, to this sort of hybrid wide receiver tight end. Yeah. Which are all the rage and which, by the way, are incredibly valuable. Well, yeah. And he's got that. Well, yeah. he he. When you watch him run, you're thinking, that doesn't look like a tight end running. No. Oh. You know? And so who do you guard him with or cover him with? You, you know? Exactly. Safety linebacker, what do you do? So he's, yeah, he's he's that new hybrid tight end. So I think he's going to be a really good player uh, in the future. So, so offense, I don't, I don't really have any issues. I, I think it's – Detroit is so bad that I, I just can't say, okay, the defense is don't, better. Don't tell Vikings fans that. I tried to. They got very upset with me. Really? When are you going to decide that you could see something from this team? Yeah, yeah, that's – well, they don't like that, but it's true. You, you can't sit here and say, ah, they're they're fixed well, because they're they're playing a bad quarterback. The problem with this league as a whole is a lot of games don't tell you anything. Yeah, because there's so many bad teams. The Vikings' home schedule. I know. <laughs> and I'm not complaining for us because we go on press passes. But if I owned season tickets, I would get together with everyone in that building and I would file a class action <laughs> suit against the National Football League for fraud it's, because the product I've been forced to watch, yeah. in retrospect now, Atlanta, which was a bad game, that's a bad team. Awful. The Oakland game, sorry, awful. The Detroit game, awful. Mm-hmm. The Denver game, I have no idea why it ended up being good because it shouldn't have been. It was entertaining. <laughs> yeah, no, it did end up being entertaining. But, well, actually, you know what? The second, second half was. The was first half yeah. was awful. Yeah, first half. The first half was awful. Yeah, I mean, there, that's there why the are, Packers game, I'm so excited about it. There are a lot of bad teams. Yes. And so it's, you know, it, it's hard to draw any, like, big conclusions because, especially when the defenses look so bad and you face a bad offense, you're like – do you trust that they're back, or is it just because you're facing David Blau? So, yeah, I want to see him. Poor David Blau. I, yeah, I want to see him against Aaron Rodgers again at home, and then you'll have a better sense of, like, is the pass defense shored up? Are they, are they starting to figure some things out? Do you think Patricia's fired? <sighs> is this year three? Or year two. two. But after what I've seen. I'm not, not a big fan of firing people after two years, but man, they, they don't look well coached. No, they don't. And they're supposed to be a defensive team. He's yeah. a defensive guy. I guess I would have to be – I'm not a big fan of firing people after two years because I just think it's that's not enough time. But I don't know enough about as the players turned on him, as the locker room quit on him, that type of stuff. I mean, when you're when you're down to your third quarterback, there's only really so much you can do because there's – It was the fact the defense didn't seem to care that bothered me yeah. at times. You had a lot of guys – Make business decisions and stay down. Yeah. That's the other thing. And we've seen that. That's December football. If a team hates its coach. Just don't get hurt. Guys, uh, guys will just stay down. Yeah. And then they'll get helped off and not come back. Yeah, I don't. That's why I don't trust that. Yeah, I, I just don't. You know, without following them day to day, you know. Yeah, you, I mean, you have some talent issues, right. obviously. But when you're that quarterback, is not an NFL quarterback. No, no, no. You in know. fact, that was a grand example for anybody that thinks that they could play quarterback like a high school, like a really yeah. good high school quarterback or college quarterback. He's a good, good yeah, college quarterback, right? Yeah, he threw a lot of interceptions, but he threw for a lot of yards. Part of that was Purdue system, but he did throw a lot but of yards. But that did show you how tough that position is. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and so he's a big Staff- starter for three years. And Matthew Stafford, Matthew Stafford on Sunday, you know, Matthew Stafford, say what you want about him. He's played in that he's building. He's a good and quarterback. No question. Yeah, Matthew Stafford is a good quarterback. Um, I I probably give him one more year, just because okay. I I don't know firing coaches every two years is you know it's the Lions though it, it's the Lions yeah. and they're back to being the Lions yeah they may not even care enough to. <laughs> 
Does the Belichick coaching tree intrigue you as yeah. much as it does me? Have you noticed that there's similarities, though? Undisciplined teams. Yeah. You know, you think about Josh McDaniels. You think about – and this is a very different guy because I think he's a really good guy. Romeo Cornell, mm-hmm. undisciplined team. Uh, Patricia's team, undisciplined. The Belichick coaching tree, I find it so – the only thing I can think of, Chipper – is that Belichick must be a control freak himself. I'm sure he is. Sure, yeah. And controls everything. And so his coaches might be good X's and O's guys, but they don't really deal with anything. Yeah, it's and it's because it also speaks to if you have a system that's working, it doesn't mean you can take that system to a new place and implement it because players are different. The way they, um, you know, the way they scout's different. So there's you know there's that temptation whether it's you know, Nick Saban in, in college or, you know, and now the Sean McVay. Hey, let's get the Sean McVay because he's an offensive genius and get somebody who's worked with him or whatever, try to get that next. But but the Belichick thing is just because a guy is coached for him doesn't mean they have the genius that Bill Belichick has. Or well, that, and or that what's Nick amazing, Saban though, has. is no one on that tree comes close, right? No. and Unless and, you go back to Saban, but I don't count that because that's the Cleveland years, and that's 20-plus years ago. Yeah, and – no, because if it was that easy, there'd be a lot of, you know, yeah. there's, a, there's a reason why Bill Belichick's, you know, winning so often in a league that promotes parity. It's because he's, you know, some people say cheating, but. <laughs> oh, this la- this latest story is this, I, great I, I be, out of let's, Cleveland. Let's touch on this just for a minute. Yeah, I, of I, I can't for the life of me, like, I don't, I tend to think when something like this happens, they're probably up to something. They shouldn't have been doing absolutely. But it's the Bengals. Like they're one in twelve. Why would you? What, why would you risk going in a press box with a video camera filled with like if that? So we're in a Vikings press box filled with Vikings employees, and let's say the Lions are in there filming. Don't you think like you're going to stick out like a sore thumb? Like people are like, hey, what's this guy down here doing? Like a new person. So I, I, I have a hard time. I mean. I'm not gullible, so I don't believe anything. Like, I always think the worst, you know? Sure. Um, but why would they even risk that for the Bengals? Well, I've said the same thing to what you just said, okay? But I'll throw this at you. Are the Patriots just so simply serial cheaters they can't help themselves? Could be. Addicted to cheating to the point of... It's genius. It's a ge- You know, in a weird way, it's like, hey, let's let's... This guy, let's go with the Bruins shirt. We'll, we'll act like we're doing a documentary on advanced gal, but train the, the camera on the sideline. But again, it's like I know. Wouldn't you do that for like the Chiefs or yes. somebody that you really were threatened by? Or are you practicing two cheats so when you do it to Could the be. Chiefs, you have it to see if you could pull it off? And then this exactly, is, this is like you. I feel like I've because I've said the same thing that you just said. Yeah. But I almost feel like that's us being gullible then to what they're doing <laughs> and being like, well, they wouldn't do it against the Bengals, would they? But they had some some bigger plan. Like this was a well, this was a dry run. To see what's the could. old saying? Liars lie for the practice of lying. Yeah. <laughs> so they'll lie about stuff that you'll be like, why'd you lie about that? Yeah. But what in their mind, what they're thinking of is, I got to practice I got my bigger, lying. I got a bigger lie coming. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm setting myself in motion for the bigger lie by telling small lies. So if that if that was the case, let's assume that's true. Do you think like Belichick's sitting in his office like on a Monday morning, like having his coffee, like thinking of the next scheme that he can, like, hey, I got this idea. We're going to dress up. We're going to pretend we're doing a documentary on advanced scout that we're going to play on our website but we're really going to we're going to see if this works because i want to do it later on against 
the Chiefs. Yeah, I think that's absolutely plausible. Well, they said um, there, there was a report that came out. I want to say it was in – I think I heard this in the past couple of days. I think it, the report was from something HBO did on the Spygate thing. Yeah. And somebody reported at the time that the Patriots had like a list of if you're caught, here's what you say. So like if I'm the employee and I'm yeah. caught and one of them was I'm filming a documentary for our team. Oh, really? And that goes like, and I think that and I'm an outside it, contractor. I don't work for the team. And I think that dated to 2007. Oh wow! Conspiracy theories. Well, you just got to think to yourself: Am I really going to say, "Well, it's the Bengals; they wouldn't do this," or has a team that clearly has cheated before? Yeah. And, and my question to, to the boys on the afternoon show on uh, Tuesday was this: If it's your team, I mean, the Patriots are the Patriots. Yeah. So let's say it's your team. And they mean your team. Like, let's say it's a team. Let's say it's the volunteers, okay. Tennessee volunteers. Yeah. So your team, a oh, team okay. that you team love, like, yeah, okay. a team that you love. Yeah. And they get caught again and again and again yeah. and doing this stuff. Are you mad at them and thinking this is dirty? Or are you thinking, well, yeah, it's dirty, but man, we're successful. I don't think I would care for it. See, I can't get I can't. I don't know. I, yeah. I'll be completely truthful. In some ways, like if we won a couple national titles, and no, that's what I'm saying. I, you know, I still think I think I'd be lying to you if I said I'd be offended and met if I cared about the team. Yeah, I but would. The Vikings did it. Now I, I'd hammer them, and so would you. I'd probably be embarrassed because okay. I, I'd sort of fall into like, just me personally. I would rather win knowing I did it fair and square than have to cheat. But let's say the alternative is you don't win as much. Yeah, I, I still think it'd bug me a little bit. Would it bug you enough not to watch the Vols in college football playoffs? <laughs> I don't think I'd stop watching the Vols. But... Exactly. I don't know where I'd land. Yeah, I then probably. The question was this: I don't think I'd be a fan of it. Are you more offended by it if your team in football cheats by trying to uh, steal signs and that, or what the Astros did, which was in, also incredibly brazen? Yeah, um, in-game cheating in real time. I and you see the parallel there. Two very see, successful I cheating, teams. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you, you, it pays off. Um, it does. I think cheating is cheating, whether you're doing it beforehand or trying to still, you know. I don't know where I'd land. I have to be yeah, being I, totally truthful with you. And I don't want to be like, I'm, you know. I don't know where I'd land. Mr. Moral here, but I just I think it'd, it'd be. It'd Phil be, and Rami said the was, same thing. It'd feel it feel a little weird that you had to cheat to win. Even, I, even, if, you, even if you thought, you know what, probably everybody's cheating to some degree, to yes. trying to get the edge. I don't know. if I would try to. I would prefer to do it on the up and up than. Sure, but if the alternative is you you never win, you don't win as much or, you know, the Patriots have been how good for how long and they've clearly bent the rules in different ways for ages now. The Belichick era is basically now documenting every, what, five years or a few years, years, you've got something going on that's questionable. Did did you see the HBO thing with him and with Belichick and Saban? Not yet, but I I watched it last night. It's really good. Belichick's always great on that stuff. It, both of them were. It was it was phenomenal. The thing he did with Parcells, mm-hmm. the, what the two bills, yeah, was outstanding. It was great. I mean, it's it's worth watching. It was. I watched it last night and just. I mean, they are. The Who'd same. you like more? Um, Coming out of it, probably. I, I don't know if it's like. Um, Who'd you learn anything about? <laughs> really, both of them about. It's it's amazing to watch their level of preparation and just how it's funny. Well, I don't want to give it away, but the opening scene is pretty interesting. Um, 
where they basically kick the camera guys out uh, of the room. Oh, really? But one of them stays on. And were they supposed to shut the cameras off? Yeah. Or were they just well, supposed they, to leave with I don't know. They didn't say shut the cameras off, but they just said, can you guys leave the room? They assumed they, assumed they, they thought the cameras were shut off, but one was still going. But it was nothing nothing like it, – it's funny. Oh, gotta it's, see this. you got to see it. Just watch it. But it's, it's, it's classic just two ball coaches. Like they said they want to catch up with each other and blah, blah, blah. So just, just watch it. But it's, it's, um, it's, kinda, it's actually kind of funny. It's nothing like th- them telling secrets or anything like that. It was just how they talk, you know. So it's it's you should watch it. it's really good but both of them were uh, Belichick showed more because um, I've seen Saban's personality more than Belichick Belichick all we see is the yeah two word answers mm, you know yes there he actually opens his vein you know and they talk about their dads or different you know steps along their career he showed more personality. If the Minnesota Twins don't make a significant move to upgrade their pitching. Um, this winter, I'll say, because yeah. right right now, as we record this, the winter meetings are going on in San Diego, but obviously they might do something they might not during this time period. But if they don't make a move, significant move to upgrade their starting pitching uh, this winter, you will be blank. Uh, disappointed and frustrated because, I mean, they captured this their fan base again this past year, mm-hmm. and you know what your flaws are. And I don't think you can come back and say our number one and two are Barrios and Odorizzi and, and be taken serious, especially when after what the Yankees did. I mean, if you're gonna if you really want to be a contender, yep. then you had to come back with a true number one, Brios and Odorizzi as your two three. And I understand that it takes two to tango and the Player wants to has to want to come here. Sure, make them come here. Outspend somebody, you know. Spend, and you know, it just gets tired where we made an offer and we, you know we came close or whatever. We finished second or whatever. It's just like get it done. And and heck, if you have to trade Rosario or a prospect, trade him. I think because I I still think your window to be taken seriously is open with this. I mean, Nelson Cruz is not going to be here for five more years probably right i no, mean he won't be um so i hope they get mad bomb i'm with you and i and i'd spend 100 million i would oh i would too and here's why there's no salary cap it's not our money who cares no. i always that's the thing judge like people get oh, i wouldn't give him 100 it's not your money why would you care well here's the other thing too if the time is not right now when's it going to be well, right that's, that's it yeah when's it going to be right it, it, at this point in time, you are – to me, it's it's this. It's the trajectory of, of Derek and Thad, right? Yeah. And a year ago, at, around this time at Twins Fest, Thad had the great quote about the window. We don't know basically if it's open a crack, a smidge, a lot. Yeah. And so we are not comfortable pursuing and, – and I believe the kid that asked the question at Twins Fest had asked it about – Harper and Machado. Yeah. And nobody in their right mind thought that they were going to try sure. and sign him. But anyway, that was a very telling comment, I thought, yes. about expectations of current status, which, by the way, I agreed with Thad Levine on that. So then you get to July 31st of this past year, and you had an opportunity to make a significant trade for, let's say, Mad Bum. 
and you decided we're not going to touch our top prospects mm-hmm. because those trades, the Dyson trade, all those trades had nothing to do with top prospects. Sure. And so now you're making a conscious decision with what we knew by that point was a pretty damn good baseball team mm-hmm. not to really upgrade. Ro- Romo, nice, nice addition, but bullpen arm. Yeah. And Dyson was a disaster. Okay, so now we're to act three to me, which is you got to pick a path, too. That window's open. Yeah, that window's open, and you have to pick a path. On July 31st, you basically said, we're not touching our top five prospects. Um, okay, well, if you're not going to touch your top five prospects, then you got to spend your money. Mm-hmm. And now if you're going to shut down both paths, what are you telling us? And the other thing, too, where if I'm the poll ads, I jump in here, and I know people are going to laugh. I'm not being funny. But if I'm Dave St. Peter and the poll ads, I jump in and say this. We need to do this because, one, it's going to improve our team mm-hmm. on the field. Two... If you go, Chip Scoggins, which you do, to Target Center or the X, or go yeah. for basketball, you tell me the last time, yep. aside from the Vikings, you tell me the last time that there has been this much disposable sports income on tickets with yep. both with both individuals and corporations not being used. Well, yeah. If you sign Mad Bum tomorrow, do you know what happens? Season ticket till yeah. Your phones light up because 100%. there is – because I'm telling you, Chipper, the X, comparatively, now – is empty. Yeah. And Target Center, nobody cares right now. Nobody's going. And that's the thing. It's like they went over $2 million last year. What was it? $2 million change. Yeah. For the first time since, was it however many years? I mean, yeah. It, it was their largest. Uh, and their season ticket base to start last year was, was nothing. Nothing. Yeah. And so that's fans why they came back. No one there in April and May. Fans came back because they, let's be honest, they fell in love with baseball again. Yes. Just like you I, wrote. Yeah, I did. Your yeah. column was... Yeah, I fell in love. About yeah, I fell in love with baseball again, and yep. so you, this team captured this this fam this market, you know, Bomba Squad, and had good personalities mm-hmm. and the way they played, and to do nothing to make that team better is going to make people throw up their arms. And I'm not going to say everybody's just going to go away all of a sudden because I think this team still can win games, yes. but it's not about that. It's about hey, do you. You got in the playoffs. The pitching staff that you I mean having to pitch Randy Dobnik in Yankee Stadium. I know. So and Michael Pineda coming back ain't gonna get the no, masses. He's a four. Yeah, he's a four. And yep. so this is about step by step. Okay, you took a big step last year. Yep. Now what's your next step? Like you said, what's your path? Mm-hmm. And so outspend somebody for Bumgarner, right? Absolutely. Make him say no to the money. And not, you know, because it's cold here or whatever. Make the money so much that he says, well, I can't turn that down. And by the way, it ain't that. I and mean, it's not, it's, April yeah. and May might not be the greatest. Put part. Nelson Cruz on the phone with him and say, hey, exactly. guess what? I'm with you. You know, do you think they, do they use players in sales pitches like they do other sports? Probably. I mean, his, his work. In fact, character. no. In fact, I think they put, didn't they do a sales pitch to Nelson Cruz with a couple of players? I thought they, I thought Cruz talked about that. That Maybe, some guys, yeah. that Rocco and somebody else, it might have been Miguel actually, called Cruz and are like, you got to come here. This is going to be great, man. I wonder if they're using him. I mean, at, at this point, at Winter Meetings, it's probably all about money. Yes. And then if it's, you know, well, if, the it, if, you get thing, in the, if you get in the ball game, then maybe bring in Nelson Cruz and say, hey, this is a great clubhouse. It's a great yeah. home, you know, great place to live, blah, blah, blah. But the tweet, I would put all my, I would go all in at this point. Well, the, the tweet from uh, John Heyman last night about Bumgarner and the Twins was that the two sticking points were location and league. But I would say this. 
Because I think he wants to pitch in the National League. I, yeah, I, but I think Mad Bum's also talking right now to the Dodgers. Okay, he's pitched his entire career as a Giant. Yeah. Second of all, I'm sorry, San Diego and San Francisco. I would take those. Yeah, San Francisco for sure. I love it. But L.A. is a cesspool. Like, there's no they, the sales pitch of do you look? You're a country guy. Yeah, he's, you you want to go to L.A. Well, that's yeah. He's notorious for hunting and being in. Yes. Yeah. So put him on the phone with Favre. That's yeah. my suggestion. No, <laughs> seriously, right. Jared yeah. Allen and Favre. Yeah. We covered those teams on on Fridays, right? They, Why didn't Jimmy Klein saucer to take him out. <laughs> but do you remember those guys would run yeah. out of the locker room in Eden Prairie, and in forty five minutes or probably less, they were shooting. They were in a deer stand. Correct. There were people. Remember, there was there was. Some, this isn't that. This is not a hard sell, especially in summer. When, by the way, you can hunt, you can fish. It's yeah. great. Well, that's the thing. There's a lot of fishing, and there's a lot. There used to be. There was like a farmer. Not. I don't know if it's farmer, but a guy who owned a big plot of land that yeah. would allow all the Vikings to go in Corcoran, right? Yeah, I can't I thought remember. It was the, in Corcoran. Yeah, but they would. You're right. They'd be there within 45 minutes, and they're in a deer stand. Yep. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, if he's dead set, he wants to pitch in the National League, then you know, but. But that's where it is. Add more money to it to where he doesn't want to pitch in National League. You know, I mean, w- there is no salary cap, so you can spend whatever. And I just think it has to be their number one objective. And you know, Lavelle from my paper wrote that if they can't hit on the pitching, they're going to come back with more offense. And it's like that. I, that's to me that is not not an option. To me. That's not a, no. I mean, because the ball is going to be different, right? They're not going to come back with with the same baseball that's going to fly out of the park. Absolutely. And they're going to make changes. And so to say, okay, we're going to have to, you know, hit a record number of home runs again, fix the pitching. That's, that's, that also know. strikes me as a pitching's too expensive. So we're going to sign a few cheaper hitters. And that's not an option. No, that, that doesn't seem like you're that would solving be, the problem. That would be like the Vikings saying, yeah, you know, our cornerbacks are a mess. So we're going to draft some more tight ends. Yeah, we're going to get another. We're going to try to outscore everybody, but it's not, not fixing the problem. It's not fixing your weakness. Exactly. No, I'm with you. That's not. That's no. No way, shape, or form is that going to be fans? Fans are not going to say, "Well, you missed on all that pitching, but we got Josh Donaldson." So I know. now, short of going out, if you went and signed Rendon, which you're not going to do, yeah. then yeah, that might be different. But yeah, you can't be. You can't say, "Well, we added two more bats." I'm sorry, that's because if they, you know, if they get. Uh, Bumgarner, and you have him, Rios, Odorizzi, Pineda, and then yep. whoever you know you want to put in as your fifth. Yep. Then you're like, all right, maybe not. You're not going to stack them up against the Yankees, obviously, when they're getting uh, Cole, but you're giving yourself a better chance to contend. You're cr- and you're also yes, you're right about that. And the other thing I think is you're now creating the perception of excitement. Which is in this market again? They, I, to me, this is the perfect storm. Yep, interest in the wild is not there. No, and that was and now that's a, that might be a cult following, but that interest has been there for a long time. That's sort of dried up. The wolves are non-starters right now for yeah. sure. Gopher basketball, which by the way can be a big deal if they're good, is not. Yep. Gopher football was fun, but that's a that that's still a developing. But that's a short season animal. That's the thing. It's a different yeah uh, season. And I don't think it's uh, – I'm not saying it's no investment, but I don't think it's the same investment that we're talking about with professional sports. Mm-hmm. And so the Vikings are always going to be there. But if you want to be the Twins and, to me, be that team that people are jacked about and yeah. be the 1B to the Vikings 1A, for instance, mm-hmm. you could pounce right now. Sure. And you've got an opportunity. And look, 
if you sign Mad Bum, how do you pay off the contract? Well, it helps if your ballpark is packed. If you got, yeah, you you have a a full stadium in June, and yeah. not wait till August. Garrett Cole signs, as you just brought up, with the Yankees for nine years and three hundred twenty-four million dollars, which I think averages out to thirty-six per year, something ridiculous like that. Chip Scoggins. Mm. Nine years. Now, we know he's not going to be there for nine years. Sure. That's yeah. not going to happen. But what is your expectation right now about what that contract means and that massive investment means in terms of World Series that this team has to win to justify it? Well, I think it does. No, but I mean, I've got a number in mind. Uh, like, what do you like, mean percentage? Like what? amount of World Series is that they need to win now oh. in the next nine years, knowing that Garrett Cole will probably be there for six or seven, maybe. Two, three. I said three. I yeah, think two or three. three. World Series. Yeah, because there's so many. To... There's so many things that could come. You can't say seven. You know, no, say, no, cause, no, cause no, no. It doesn't work. Agree, but I would say two. Yep. I would. I would put it at two. That's. I said three, but I think two is fair. Yeah. But okay, I don't two think World Series. Enough. <laughs> no, and I think then if it's two World Series titles, it needs to be three appearances. Yeah, like you get there and you you know you lose a game seven or yes, whatever. yeah. But, but you the, need to but be that investment. That's yeah. That is, and that can't pay off with. Oh, we're really good. payroll going to be this year? I have no idea. I mean, I'm sure they got a just gigantic, but it's the Yankees. I mean, there's no, there's, hey, there's no salary cap. Do nope. what you want. And that's why when, you know, I never put, and I, I know this frustrates some Twins fans, but when it comes to the Strasburg bidding or the Cole bidding, I they're don't expect the that. Twins to be there. No, they're not going to. And I don't think it's realistic to expect no. them to be there. And how many teams, and I guess, I guess the question then becomes who is even there's there? A, Dodgers can bid. There's two teams, three teams. Yeah. I mean, in, in those the waters. That's when they want to be, right? Yes. There's three, there's three. Two, three, two to four teams that realistically are going to be in that mix, but a hundred million for another pitcher, hundred and fifteen million, hundred and thirty million. That's not unreasonable to ask a team that to, to if you're wanting to be taken serious as a contender to go spend. Kind of was a trouble. Last topic for you. Help me out because when this program is good, it's a lot of fun. And a year ago, it was pretty damn good. Uh, go for basketball. I yeah. watched the Iowa game, and uh, my man. <laughs> that was difficult to get yeah. through. I thought the Lions-Vikings was tough to get through. That was... Hawkeyes-Golfers wasn't easy. And the thing was, I mean, they shot horribly. Their guards were... You know, the post players came. I mean, Oturu was good. But you can't shoot. Your starting backcourt cannot be one for 18 Correct. and think you're going to win on the road in the Big Ten. It's just not going to happen. And the problem was, some of those were contested threes, but some were just wide open that yeah. they just missed. And I guess, you know, you're going to have... on Oturo, which means that, that he turned over the ball a Eight bunch. times. Yeah. Yeah. He, at that, he, you know, he's got to work on that because guess what? He's going to get... That's going to happen all year. I mean, he's that. He's a good player. Teams are going to collapse on him, so he's got to be uh, understand where the double's coming from, where to kick it to, the rotation, all that. And, and I think he'll get better at that because this is the first time he's really getting... You know that kind of attention because sure. when you had Murphy and Amir last year, it wasn't that way. It's by the way, it's quite clear that Richard did this schedule, yeah, not thinking he would lose well, this much. This would be the bad year when you have is it seven newcomers, basically a brand new team, yep. except for two players, to have the fourth toughest schedule in college basketball. That's is that what it is? Fourth toughest? Yeah, <laughs> they're ranked as the fourth Whoops. toughest schedule. Yeah, and so you combine a brand new team with a tough schedule. I guess I'm not surprised that they're what the record is. Um, but they, you know, they won. They get, I think they're a better shooting team. Last uh, The Iowa game was atrocious, but um, they've got to figure it out because, you know, it's, I don't, 
I don't see a path to the NCAA tournament. I don't sure. think they. I don't know that they are though. And, no. and this car, the uh, car kid, doesn't look like. Well, he had a good game against Clemson. He had twenty four yeah. points, and then you know the Iowa game was was not good. So, um, yeah, it's just it's a weird year because you know it's Patino's seventh year, but you're basically starting over yep. with a brand new team, and some of that's, you know, you, you weren't expecting to lose Amir. Um, you know, you missed on Isaiah Washington. That's a when you recruit a guy and you think, okay, this, and he doesn't stay and he doesn't pan out, that's a recruiting miss. And it doesn't take too many of those in basketball to really the hurt really. you. Yeah, yeah. So, Oh, I forgot one thing. Outback Bowl, your thoughts. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Love the opponent. Love the opponent. Love the bowl. Take that, Mackie and Rami. I know. Love yeah. the opponent. This is, this is how it should be, right? Um, it's, a, it's a highly visible bowl, New Year's Day, a really good Auburn team. I mean, they've got this Auburn team, Judd. They beat – Alabama, they beat Oregon. Yeah. The, their three losses were at Florida, at LSU, home against Georgia. So all three of those teams, or those three losses, one's in the playoff, two are in the group of six bowls. So, they're, I mean, they're a good team. Uh, one of the best defensive players, Derek Brown, in college football, is going to be a top ten pick, defensive tackle. Defense is good. I think they're like 13th in scoring. Um, so it's it's going to be fun. I mean, this is what you want. If you If you're going to play in a bowl game – Play on New Year's Day against a good opponent where a lot of people are going to watch. Absolutely. No, and I think it's going to be a great test, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It'll and be. they've got a lot of this offense coming back, right? So, I mean, this, mm-hmm. this is going to give you – I'd much prefer to get this test. And you know what? If you lose by 20, you lose by 20. But let's say you win by three. You know, I don't know. Yeah. And the thing is, we don't know yet. I think this game a lot will be determined. We'll see if anybody skips it, any of the draft hopefuls. Interesting. Um, you think Winfield might or somebody? I, I could see. I mean, it's become more common. Like like I mentioned, the, the Auburn – uh, defense tackle Derek Brown. I mean, he's going to be a top ten pick. Yeah, yeah, good point. If you're him, play. do you play? No, probably not. I, I doubt I would. If you're going to be a top ten, if pick, I'm a family advisor, I'd probably tell him not. To play. I would. I would say no. I mean, if you're going to be a top ten pick and you're a defensive tackle, yeah, you have nothing. All game. it takes is someone crashing down your knee, and then and you're, you're not a top ten game. pick, and you're nothing again. Yeah. So I would, but I, uh, Fleck, you know, initially Sunday he said he doesn't know if you know Tyler Johnson or. Winfield or Carter Coughlin or Kamal, any of those guys are going to sit out. We'll find out here in the next couple weeks, I guess. All right, sir. Thank you very much. Conduits of Trouble. We'll talk to you next week. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.